0: Good Gabs, sponsored by Skillskin, a nonprofit organization empowering individuals with disabilities through employment. One of my favorite people, someone I've got to know over the last few years, and we get to do big stuff together. Uh, today, Our guest is Crystal Ortega, Executive Director of Feed Spokane, Uh, basically a magician. She's everywhere. We know and love her. Crystal, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I don't think I'm a magician. I just know really, really magical people. (laughs) I love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Crystal, it's awesome to see you. Like, thank you for joining us today. Like, you've been in, you know, the Spokane community for quite a while now. Um, you've had your hands in so many of our listeners, you know, businesses, nonprofits, and, you know, their training. And now, you know, you're heading up and leading uh, Feed Spokane, yeah. and we want to hear more. What's yeah. going on in your world?
1: Yeah, so thank you, Steve. Mm. Um, I've been a part of the Spokane community since 2011, and the military brought me and my family here. Um, What's going on in my world right now? In September, I made a career change and decided to uh, really focus on community immediate needs. Um, I'm a Medical Lake resident like Mm -hmm. you. Uh, And when you have a kind of a traumatic event like a wildfire take place, you immediately know the things that I need to take care of right now for my community members is food, water, or shelter. Um, We had water. I don't think I can build shelter um, Uh but I can help provide food so that's kind of why I made that that was the genesis that's the genesis right there yeah so that's what made that big change for me
0: well well, tell us more about feed Spokane
1: so feed Spokane um, it came out of an idea and a communication back in 2005 when a lot of meal site directors um, were realizing that they were struggling to get food and there had to be something easier And so they came along with SNAP and decided, you know, there's a lot of food out there that's just going to be in part of our, in our waste eventually. And it's really, it's good quality food. It's just overage, right? Every restaurant caterer probably says, oh, we got to make 10% more than what we need. Sure. Where does that food go? Uh, It unfortunately usually ends up in landfills. And so they decided, let's go and see if we could rescue this. And something that a lot of people doesn't, don't realize Is that there's actual national legislation called the Bill Emerson Good Samaritan Act, which uh, covers people as long as you know, in good conscience, you're handling the food appropriately, um, keeping it packaged, keeping it refrigerated, um, you're covered under that act as a business. Uh, if you partner with somebody who's doing the same thing. Okay. So that's a thing a lot of people don't know about. And I say but that. But that's
0: the protection where the nonprofit can live under that. Right. And
1: the restaurant that makes the donation to us as well. They and don't I, have
0: to be worried about being sued.
1: Right. And I bring that <sighs> up because um, my husband and I got married in 2002. And I remember having our wedding, it was in California. And we way over-ordered food. And I remember saying, like, can this food go somewhere? And the caterer was like, no, we're not allowed to. And I just, at that point in t- time, thought, yeah, and I kind of want to go back and get the credit for that food. Right. Because right? <laughs> I'm like, it could have went to a shelter. Yeah. It could have went somewhere. So that's kind of, um, yeah, it's a partnership between food donors and food banks. And we're kind of the conduit in between. So we don't directly serve a client. We serve about 40-plus food bank in meal sites here in the area.
0: So like the food bank in our town, in Medical Lake.
1: Yes. So Feed yeah. Medical Lake is one of our clients, uh, which makes it exceptionally special to me when I know that we're going to have good quality things. And then I see uh, what they're serving on Monday, and they share it. And I'm like, I remember giving them that food. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so.
0: Amazing. So people, what a Spokane story. We saw a need. Some groups got together. Yep. Some people got together and said, okay, we're going to fill it. Yeah. And now... T- Almost twenty years later, still going strong.
1: Yeah, we are, and uh, I have to tell you, like, this is—I mean, this could be a national thing, right? Everybody could do this. It's national rules that cover that. Um, but actually, one of our um, one of our food donors is Arby's uh, here locally. Um, Although I saw
0: that, I went through a drive through the other day, and they're like, "Hey, do you want?" Uh, um, I think it was donate a dollar to feed Spokane. And I was like, "Is that?" And I think that was the promotion. I'm like. Yes. Yes, Yes, I do. And I
1: have to say, so it wasn't even a full month, right? $14,309 Fourteen thousand three hundred nine dollars came from Arby's, um, nice. but I bring that up because um, their owner shared with me. Uh, you know, they were kind of at the beginning of when people started to donate food, and you know, uh, for a while, people kind of hid that, right? They're like, we don't want to, we don't want people to know that we donate our food,
0: right? Like maybe there's some shame or something. Maybe
1: shame or made
0: up, whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, man, I would be like putting that on your billboard oh. because um, I go to those places now, right? Uh-huh. I had Arby's for lunch yesterday cuz I'm like Arby's makes a difference in our community, so 100%. Yeah. So um yeah, it's just those food donors matching and then and then feeding the food banks here locally.
0: Well, you cracked me up last week. We were at that summit together and you're like, I got a story for you. <laughs> it was the milk story. How how many gallons did you do?
1: Uh, it was over 2,000 gallons of milk. So, yeah. Oh. So I was taking phone calls when Steve and I were at a at a uh summit for a skill skin yeah for our merger yes and um so i'm getting these calls and i'm calling our warehouse coordinator melissa and we're trying to decide can we take this amount of milk and we're doing the math and we're like yeah we could do this um we might have overestimated our space. (laughs) So I came back on Friday morning and I literally drove two vans around throughout the portion of that day and dropped off milk to, um, I mean, we have established partnerships, but sometimes we have more than even they can take on. Uh, So I was at Catholic Charities Apartments donating milk to our elderly people who need milk. So yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: It's incredible to just that's the kind of flexibility that you and your organization have. It's like you're, you're helping out all these centers, but it's like, we have this, let's figure out how to get it out.
1: Yeah. And the reason we can have flexibility is because we have a really good partnership with the Spokane regional health district. And one of their staff members is on our board and they really make sure that we know how to do things safely, which is what allows us to be flexible. Right. So that makes so much sense. Like,
0: yeah, let's help. So, okay. So feed Spokane. It's just, it's a really big partnership with a lot of people, huh? mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: You mm-hmm. all are just the conduit of the food.
1: Yeah. So we have partnerships with probably nonprofits that you featured here. So we have partnerships with Salvation Army, Blessings, Spokane AIDS Network, so many local churches, I'm probably forgetting favorite ones.
0: Okay. So when I was like under the bridge, like years ago when that was happening, um, some of that food probably came from Feed Spokane.
1: I don't know if it came Uh. from it at that point in time. We actually have a really good partnership with them because um, uh, they have, sometimes they get things in excess, right? And especially um, soda, things like that. And you know, you don't think like soda is not a nutritional value to people, right? Right. Um, But I love that one of my food banks said, you know, we're not just like giving people food to survive or giving them to have a life, right? And like let's we all like a soda once in a while. Sure. But it's not probably in your food budget. (laughs) So yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's like it's that's a treat.
1: Yeah. And it's just pretty awesome. So they bring it, um, they're not able to store what we're the quantity that we are. We have a really small warehouse in all actuality. I think it's eleven hundred square feet. Um, but we got really inventive with space. So we're able to store things. And then again, you know, they're one nonprofit. I like to say, I mean we might have one you know, five hundred one C three designation letter, but we really are all of the nonprofits that we serve. And I do um, before I forget, I want to make sure. I know that we're feed Spokane, but I'm really proud of the fact that we have clients in Ione, Cusick, Sprague, Spangle, Davenport, Medical Lake, uh, Addy. So we're we're serving more than just the Spokane area. Yeah,
0: you are. That's a big yeah. geography. Yeah, that's and like that's is the Inland Northwest.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool when you know that. Like we. Provide a service that is worth traveling, you know, an hour and a half to.
0: So you must have like a fleet of vehicles then, if you're if you're moving all this stuff everywhere. Um,
1: we have two. <laughs> if that okay. constitutes a, hey, a fleet.
0: That's more than one.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we have we have a pretty big Dodge Ram, uh, which kind of does our bigger routes, and then we have um his name is Rambo, nice. uh, and then we have a small little uh, Ford van that we named frank and he kind of hangs out locally we call him the senior citizen worker (laughs) Um, you know he still provides a service but you got to be mindful the fact that he might need to take a few more breaks
0: Uh uh-huh yeah it takes a little longer to warm up in the morning yeah yeah yeah. we love frank
1: yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) so what's I, I guess maybe for our listeners and me included, you know, I don't know much about like the food bank system. I remember being a kid, uh, like going to assembling bags at um, Second Harvest. Mm-hmm. That's that's really where my vision stopped. Like, who are people helping? Who is food insecure? Like, what are some of these these stories?
1: You know, I I. I actually think who's not food insecure right now there's a little meme that's going around with kevin uh from home alone right and they say like if kevin were left home alone today the food that he bought would be 250 percent higher right um so i think really like when we're thinking like how can i trim my budget we're thinking well my groceries is my kind of one that i can limit so i just want to say i think everybody's got some amount of that um, but 92,000 Spokane residents are food insecure. So that's, that's clients, a huge yeah. number. But I'm going to tell you yeah. a story because you did say, like, yeah. who? Um, I think about our uh, John out from Feed Spring. John is well into his 80s, um, and he is the person that comes and picks up food for his food bank. I do see that a lot of our food banks tend to be kind of staffed by um by senior citizens okay. who really and I ask them all the time like Man, you give 20 hours a week of volunteer service and they're like you need to have purpose um so that's kind of the personal stories I guess is is a lot of them see that need in their community because they drive by and they're like hey my neighbor I know my neighbor needed more food
0: yeah and if you're in Sprague it's not just a face you know their name yeah like, you <laughs> know their it's name. Your community so there's yeah.
1: a really cool uh Cheney food bank called bridge 58 and I love the like genesis of theirs Um, during COVID, when it became really hard to find food products, uh, and she had a lot of elderly neighbors, she's like, I'm going to go figure out where the food is, right? And so she kind of went, and she realized where it was, and she said maybe collective grocery shopping would be smarter than singularly going out there. And she ended up, she does home delivery, so she actually picks up food from us. That's got to be unique. Yes, and she takes it to 80, 80 clients. And she said something to me the last time we talked that really resonated, and it was that... Like food banks are more than just food, right? Because she said she drops off food, and she's like, "Why is your apartment so dark?" Well, I don't have any light bulbs. Well, we'll bring you light bulbs, right? So it's it's so more than just. So her mission's fish. gonna expand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. When you you're you're seeing people in in their homes, right? You're gonna want to fill different needs. I suppose that's like the Meals on Wheels too. We've we've heard from them, and just that idea of uh, that social component. That happens, you know, when you go to people's homes for the elderly.
1: Yeah. And I have to tell you, we have a little bit of a partnership with Meals on Wheels, too. So they pick up some food uh, on the weekends and decide what they need and what they don't need. We get back on Monday and it becomes us. So it's a really big partnership. So there are so many. You're touching,
0: your organization is touching like the whole food system, huh?
1: I think the food system is just probably one of the most integrated systems that there is. That's really what it is. Because, uh, you know, I ask my volunteers, well, what do you do when you're not here? Well, I volunteer at this other food bank. And I'm like, oh, okay. So they just, they volunteer at all the food banks. They all know each other. So
0: How cool. So you can just get big things done. Yeah. So (laughs) pallets of milk delivered.
1: Pallets of milk. We had... uh, What's another
0: good story? What are some of the interesting things? so...
1: Oh, there's so many. So I went on, help me, Haley. I was really excited that she let me be a guest, and like I'm sitting there waiting to be interviewed, and she's like, "Hey," and I'm like, "Hold on, I have to like look at this text." And it's Costco, right? So Costco North and 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 the Valley, they are um, giant donors to us. Um, so they had it, ham come in that had been mispackaged, okay. and I don't understand how the whole trucking industry works, but I think there's a like. We sample, and if the sample size doesn't meet it, then we reject it kind of situation. Um, but they had an agreement, and we were able to take the ham that was good. 11 pallets. 11 pallets <laughs> of ham. Like, That's a lot of ham. It's a lot of ham. Like, we were literally in, you know, our food bank. So this is like
0: their Thanksgiving order or something?
1: Yes, it was coming uh, in the beginning of November. Yeah. And literally, again, I don't have that much room in my freezer. And so our food bank partners are showing up, and I'm like, you know do you want ham and they're like how many hams and I'm like how many hams can you take and uh one of them Spokane AIDS Network came back a couple of times and was like oh I know this other food bank that can take ham can they take ham and so it was just like those kind of cool things and food is our mission right but sometimes we get other stuff so we got uh it was right after Thanksgiving a whole bunch of pallets of beautiful centerpieces that just
0: I saw uh, that on your social yeah What a gift that is. It is, is,
1: right? And so um, we can't count it. All those flowers,
0: they look great.
1: Yep, and they made it out. I'm lucky. I have Girl Scouts. I have a Girl Scout community. I'm from the Girl Scout world. And uh, they were like, we can deliver these. And so they were going door to door in their neighborhood, you know, taking joy. And today it was poinsettias uh, that were going out to churches. I mean, it's just like those kind of cool things. And just knowing that people just want to feel cared for. That's what I think.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's a a universal feeling, yeah. right? Want to be seen, want to be cared for. Yeah. Well, so your your career was in the military in the air force. Mm-hmm. But where where is this, you know, heart for service coming
1: from? Well, I will say- It's in you. Like, you emanate it. It's in me. I would say, you know, I was thinking, well, you know, I was really thinking about my own personal story um, in food banks specifically. So I grew up definitely, uh, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I remember being so excited when I went from free to reduced lunch because I could exchange money, right? Because I didn't want to be like, I'm on free lunch. And you'd have to say it really loud. Um, so I don't, there's some shame that comes from that. Right. And trauma. And I actually told my mom recently, I said, I really wish you had used food banks when we were a kid because her life could have been so much easier because she worked, you know, 40. I remember Ugh. my mom crossing, uh, picket lines when her companies were striking. Cause she's like, I'm she a single mom. Yeah. So I, I, I would say my heart for service probably comes from Seeing my mom, maybe she wasn't volunteering in our community because she didn't have the time or the energy because she's really right. working <laughs> trying to
0: grind it out.
1: Yeah, so I would say some of it comes from there, and then um, the military really is. I mean, service before self is of a core value for the Air Force, right? We have three, and that's one of them.
0: What are the other two? <laughs>
1: integrity first, service before self excellence in all we do oh it's man been... winner
0: winner winner
1: i had to think about that i was like if i don't know i'm in a big trouble <laughs> um but service before yeah. self i mean we are taught to volunteer right that's part of it um but then eventually i mean you first start doing it yeah you probably do it maybe because you're told um uh, but then you start to find where do i belong in this uh-huh. and then you really start to know why you're in that community right so i would say i got that from the military too, uh, and my husband is a, a military veteran too. So we just kind of grew up like that. My daughter is at Gonzaga, and I rarely hear from her because she's volunteering, right? Because she's like, this is this kind of the cool thing that we do as a family. Yeah, so that
0: now now it's generational, right? Yeah, <laughs> building on that.
1: Yeah, I know. I see Y'all just,
0: because uh, I know you, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I see you all just moving as a unit, too. Around like, yep, we're going to help. This is how we do it. And just, it's really cool. It's inspiring. Well, thank you. Yeah. We
1: let, we call ourselves Team Ortega. So <laughs> uh, We don't have a typical family dy- dynamic. I'm mom, Rich's dad, Josephine's daughter. But when you're a single military kid, you don't you don't get to be a kid. It's like mom and dad have to work late. My daughter learned how to make... Uh, cat five cables because i was communications i would say probably when she was six <laughs> and i'm like here i need you to make cat five i cables. got a
0: project for you yeah so she probably loved it
1: maybe <laughs> it was at midnight i don't know if she loved it but she did love that she grew up with like aunts and uncles that she's like this is my aunt this is my uncle and they're not they're airmen that were part of our life so yeah
0: Yeah, just but core to the foundation of your family
1: yeah uh when medical lake had the fire my husband started to invite neighbors who'd lost their homes to live with us and i was like this might be a discussion we should have first
0: (laughs) you know (laughs) this may be a boundary but that's the heart right like how are we how are we gonna help yeah and you know you you work on nonprofit boards too you you serve on skillskins board and what where else are you
1: well uh so skillskin was one of my early ones and i came to skillskin because uh I love operations and business, okay? I mean, I have a heart for nonprofit, but I love how businesses work, and SkillSkin's really special because it's both.
0: Right. It's like a peer social enterprise. Yeah. So that's yeah. one
1: of my groups. Um, and then I uh, a staff, we call it staff. It's really the working board part of Spokane Veterans Forum, which is therapeutic court for veterans who are maybe facing a crisis, maybe Often a substance abuse issue, domestic things like that. Things that with therapy and support they could recover from, and more importantly, they don't just recover, but they can, uh, they can provide some recovery to maybe the people that they. I'm going to use the word victimized, but the people that are hurt by their things. Sure. So those are my my two primary ones, and then like I said, as a Girl Scout leader for yeah. 11 years, yeah.
0: But that was fun.
1: Uh, that is where life is at is kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I look back on my own life. I'm like, man, I should have had like five kids. <laughs> it would have been oh, fun.
1: One kid is good. <laughs> Girl Scouts let me have other people's kids for a small okay. amount of time. Yeah. See, you yeah. had it figured yeah. out.
0: Yeah. So going back to like um, the veteran court, is that also part of like that Spokane system where we did, you know, drug courts and other like of those alternative courts.
1: Mm -hmm. They're called therapeutic courts. So yeah, there's drug courts. It's so cool. Yeah.
0: And at Spokane, I I remember kind of being on the leading edge of those therapeutic courts. Yeah. And so you've seen it for a while. Like it works, right?
1: So uh, super proud. I think we have a five to 6% recidivism rate of people who come through our system. And that seems really low. It is. It's comparatively to the 80%. Right. And the reason being, just like the Feed Spokane thing, it's about connection, right? So Spokane Veterans Forum, you get a mentor mentee. They have a personal relationship. They meet, talk, have coffee, share a meal. Um, Feed Spokane gives them dessert now. Nice, so, uh, nice, so, yeah. So yeah, that's the that's the connection right there. And yeah, yeah, leading edge again. So we were leading edge on food rescue, leading le- edge in. Um, you know, therapeutic court, we learned at uh, our Skill Skin um, retreat that one of the characteristics that we decided that Skill Skin is is scrappy. Yeah, I love Spokane's. that. I have hmm. thought about that and I'm like, that is 100% what Spokane is. It's scrappy.
0: Yeah, it's like a community value, right? Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like we're going to roll up our sleeves and, and work. right? And
0: get big things done. Yeah. And little things done. We just get
1: yeah. it done. Get all the things done, <laughs> right?
0: Okay, well, so now, you know, Spokane's kind of wrapped your family in. Is this going to be home for a while?
1: Um, you know, I think it is. So my other thing, I worked at Leadership Spokane, a Leadership Spokane graduate. Yeah, that's where we met. Yep. Yeah. Like so many people in Spokane, Leadership Spokane is where we kind of all meet, right? Um, so I went through the program. My husband went through the program. I worked for them. My daughter's a graduate of the program. Uh, I, My daughter's the Lilac Queen, too yeah she yeah, was yeah, yeah. queen right now oh it's right now current through yeah so yeah the new the new queen will be uh um crowned in march i'm super excited for that person when that happens um so i think i'm gonna stay in spokane because i'm hoping my daughter's gonna be the mayor Maybe. Yeah. all
0: right you heard it here everybody <laughs> next mayor she doesn't give know us that. about you know 15 years yeah she doesn't <laughs> know
1: that yet but yeah
0: I believe that.
1: Yeah, let's just say that.
0: Yeah, yeah. We, we put it into existence we right just
1: here. Decided. Mom, mom, and Steve McBride decided your <laughs> career. It's okay.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Well, so what's on the horizon uh, for Feedsbook and how how do people get involved? Because I, I know you need resources, but do mm-hmm. you need like help, like moving the food too? Like we what do you we, need?
1: We we need all the things oh. too. So um, we are an eleven hundred square foot. I mean, ideally, we'd be in a bigger warehouse. I don't think that like operationally that's going to happen for a while though, um, because yeah,
0: big cost money,
1: right? Yeah, uh, you know. And I've had a few people evaluate our budget, and they're like, "Whoa, you guys are shoestring," and it's true, we are. Um, So I think our number one, probably financial support. Um, So it costs about $10,000 a month to run our operations, which I'm really proud of because I think people run their homes.
0: That seems so low to be able to deliver so much food.
1: Yeah. So, you know, our vans cost about $800 in fuel. That's probably our predominant, um, you know, renting our facility. Our utilities bill is not the cheapest. So, you know, because we have Tires for vans that, you know. Tires, supplies, all of those things. So financially, you know, you can find out how to do that at feedspokane.org. That's $1 way Um, I love we seem to be in an uptick I think the holidays bring out the best in people and we seem to be in the uptick of uh, volunteerism right now Um, I think people are sometimes scared we use the word warehouse and they're like what does that mean Um, but yeah we have drivers I I would say a lot of our drivers are uh, partners like husband and wife Right. And so they're just,
0: they're hanging out, having great conversations, going doing to Costco
1: good. and getting free things versus going to Costco. They probably go back in the <laughs> afternoon and buy the things, but, um, their carts 400 too, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah. So they're, you know, they're volunteering out there. Um, we actually had a husband and wife show up today as first time volunteers and they were elk fire uh, victims. They lost their home and they're like, we just need something positive. So
0: just, wow. that's a good
1: story out there. Um, like I said, most of our volunteers are in their, they're retired. You know, they love when we get a younger volunteer to show up, uh, I think, because it's just nice to have that exchange of energy. So we need volunteers. We need restaurants that are willing to, to coordinate with us and let us uh, pick up food. I do want to put a plug. Like I said, Arby's, we get Arby's, we get Papa Murphy's, Pizza Hut, uh, Caruso's. Um, but I also really want to highlight a few, like Steam Plant, TT's, Outlaw. Um, You know, Max at Mirabeau, all of those, those are, they donate food to us too. So. Okay. So
0: what is that? I know for a fact there are some restaurateurs who are listening to this podcast right now. (laughs) And so how, what does that look like for them? So they own a restaurant, maybe they own a few restaurants. What's that partnership? So
1: they just connect with us in the partnerships look differently, right? So like with steam plant, we don't pick up from them all the time. Uh, I think their kitchen management is probably really tight. So they're really good at, I mean, their their kitchen's right there in the public, right? So they're probably good at not overproducing. Um, But they do call us. We just literally walk in. There's a few places that we secretly have codes to, to restaurants. We just go in. We know where our shelf is. We get our food and we leave. We never even see each other.
0: Yeah, so you can make it really, really easy. Or, you know, if you want more of a relationship, you'll do whatever. Yeah,
1: whatever. I mean, uh, so we're just good at food rescue okay so
0: i i'm i've got a restaurant i've got like you know a couple beef rounds that are going bad or not bad but But maybe i'm just gonna use it uh and maybe two boxes of broccoli is that enough for you to send someone i mean ideally we'll
1: put them on our route right like Uh so we'd be smart about it you know you're like well we're already driving by that place anyways on tuesday can you keep it you know frozen um but yeah i mean pizza hut we pick up from them weekly i'd say we get, you know. 20 items uh costco is more than 20 items but yeah there's no too no too small no too big that's what i'd like to say yeah Yeah,
0: you just you'll just make it work you'll route it yeah
1: and our our um, volunteers or staff are all trained right so some of them will go in and literally they're taking it out of the catering dishes and packaging it and taking it or sometimes it's packaged for us it just really depends outlaw i don't even know if they know what we look like we just go in through the door the food's all in the buckets for us, bagged, right? And we just say, we're here, bye. And it's like literally, hi, bye. And we don't see each other's faces, but because they're busy. But it right?
0: makes a big impact.
1: Makes a huge impact, oh. right? So. Barbecue and baked potatoes. I mean, who doesn't want those things? I'm ready. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I drive around all day, and then I'm, like, hungry. And I'm like, why is that? There's food everywhere. But, yeah.
0: Okay. So, more partnerships with restaurants. What Mm -hmm. other dreams does the organization or you have right now?
1: Oh, my gosh. I mean, if there's, like, somebody out there that wants to – we love our senior citizen, Frank, van. But if we ever were able to replace him, that'd be great. If there was anybody who ever wanted to be, like, our in-kind mechanic, yeah, I mean – I'm not opposed to doing that sometimes, but probably better. Um, if you're a person out there listening and you're a forklift driver, we love you because our warehouse is small but tall, and so
0: forklift drivers,
1: forklift drivers, <laughs> they love to come and move stuff around. It's like, I think they're like their own club.
0: I secretly love a forklift. Oh. I feel like a little kid. Well, like you can- we have one at Skelscan, and. Um, I I got trained not because I needed to, like, do that, just because I wanted to.
1: Well, (laughs) (laughs) I'm working on that, but it's a little scary when you start to think. So, thankfully, we've got a couple of volunteers that are working on showing me how to do things. Do you
0: go to, like, a third third rack? yes. I'm even scared of the third rack because yeah. it's like things get a little wobbly, right? Yeah, you're like, what
1: is, <laughs> is that, I don't know. Should I do that? So, yeah, uh, volunteers. Um, I, there's some room on our board. So, like I said, we have a really cool board and the fact that uh, I'm trying to think of the dynamic of what makes it up. But, like I said, Regional Health District, um, Arby's because they know how to take care of food. Uh, we have um, – I'm going to mess it up. I feel bad. Bargreen and Ellingson is our board chair, Tammy. Uh, so she understands how commercial kitchens are built. Um, yeah, we just so have. Yeah, you just
0: pull people together like we are going to get it done.
1: We, yeah, we're going to get it done, right? I mean, that really, really is what it is. It's just diverse group of people that bring different skills to the table. So, yeah, I'd say financially volunteer some supplies. We have a great event coming up. If I can just talk Please about that. Please plug away. So uh, January 19th is our winter warm-up. Um, middle of January, you kind of get the blue, so we're like, hey. Yeah, and I want to be warm, so I like <laughs> yeah. it already. So come to Corbin Senior Center. We're selling our tickets there. Um, Chef Paula is a super special person here in Spokane. She's over at Corbin all the time. Uh, I recently learned that Chef Paula has a day job. Uh, she's kind of on her way out of it. She's a funeral director. Oh, wow. <laughs> so um, she's a funeral director and a chef. So that's Chef Paula. So she's helping me She sounds her...
0: real interesting. <laughs> I like her already. Uh, yeah, I
1: told her I didn't really like to talk about death. And she said, um, Crystal, you don't get pregnant talking about... You know, talking about it. And you don't get dead talking about that either. And <laughs> I was just like, life advice from Chef Paula.
0: You heard so, it here. <laughs>
1: yeah. But so, yeah. So she... She's going to be our chef. She's going to make something. We're going to call it elevated comfort food. Okay. Put your cozy winter sweater on. Um, we love galas, don't get me wrong, but there's something to be said about those kind of really community dinners, more what I would say our vibe is going to be. Uh huh. Um, because it's. Yeah, those
0: tables are going to be set up. We're going to be, you know, it's not plated like you're it that might way. You hey, but who knows? Chef Paula. Chef,
1: it's up to Chef Paula. Huh. I do what Chef Paula says smart Uh, yeah (laughs) so but it'll be a beautiful Mm. event i just want it to be community right i want our food bank partners to feel like they could come in and that they could feel comfortable and talk about their mission and i just want it to be one of those environments where everybody feels welcome um because sometimes gallows can be a little intimidating sure you know so I think so. As someone who used to put them together for leadership a lot Spokane, of them, yeah, <laughs> I love them and go to the leadership Spokane gala too. But, um, but yeah, I, I I want this to be kind of that community dinner. I think that's really important. My husband, I have this idea of writing this book one day. It's going to be called God and Gluten, and like that's the one thing that all people can relate to. Bread, bread is yeah, good. Yeah, foundational. <laughs> right. So we're going to break bread, um, learn about our neighbors, and yeah, figure out what Feed Spokane is all about so yeah Crystal
0: Ortega Team Ortega thanks for joining us today
1: thank you thank you